Curiosity not only killed the cat, it spawned a whole radio show. Graham Hill's Weekend Variety Wireless on Radio Live. No music at the start to remind people of the big hit that this band had because there's no big hit off this record, but it's an important, I think, and pretty groovy sounding debut from a band called Steel Pulse from Birmingham, a reggae outfit, and I've always loved their name, Grant Smithies. Yeah, me too. Actually, you feel some sort of tensile strength in it, don't you? Something, yeah, it could, it's got a bit of attitude. Yeah, definitely. As the band did themselves, they frequently toured with assorted punk wastrels during this era when this came out in the late seventies, like the the Clash and um, the Ruts and Susie and the Banshees and people like that. Um, they Stranglers, were Stranglers, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. At various times when they played their own tour, they had a bunch of scrappy white dudes trying to play reggae as their support act, who became the police. Oh! (laughs) I guess they were beneficiaries of that interesting time in the late 70s when Bob Marley had become huge worldwide. You know, there'd been reggae bands in the UK for years. Cimarron's and the Rudy's and all these since the 60s, like Mm. expat Jamaican reggae bands, but mainly making singles. But suddenly record companies started to throw a bit of money around because Bob Marley showed that, you know, reggae bands could be sold to rock fans as big album acts. So suddenly there was a heap of investment, including your mate, Dennis Pavel, his band Matumbi, you know, got money chucked at them around the same time and Cimarron's and other other Aswad a little bit later, you know, so there's a bit of an investment in British album length stuff from British reggae bands. Yeah, and also reggae's first cousin Scar as well made a big revival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. During the punk era when you had, um, you know, the selector and the specials and things doing, often covering Prince Buster tunes and stuff like that. Birmingham compatriots, The Beat. Great band. Yeah. I really like that first Beat record. Me too. Um, But, yeah, so people went back and found lots of those things. But, you know, previously, record companies had largely thought that reggae was a singles medium for fun singles that skinhead youths might stomp around to. Right. You know, during the 60s. So suddenly a few albums started to be produced. And this one was notable because they had enough dosh to hire Carl Peterson as the producer, who was a Jamaican producer who'd worked on Bob Marley's Exodus and made records with Burning Spear and all these highly credible reggae acts. Oh. It doesn't sound like a Jamaican record, actually. I can sniff a bit of the Bob Marley production, though, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can. Yeah, and and the vocal delivery, the main singing dude in the band was a guy called David Hines. And the first song, Handsworth Revolution itself, which we'll play in a minute, um, clearly inspired by Bob's vocal delivery, I reckon, with that sort of high catch in the back of his voice at the end of lines. All right, well, let's hear it. It's called Handsworth. Uh, Why is it called Handsworth? It was a neighbourhood in Birmingham where the members of the band hailed from but often where a lot of new migrants from all over the place ended up. So throughout the West Indies, Indian migrants and so on arrived hopefully on boats and so on from the Caribbean to discover limited work opportunities, police harassment, 
extremely cold winters, a general dis- disillusionment. The second shouldn't have come as any surprise, for goodness sake. <laughs> no, that's true. So You're not expecting it to be cold in Birmingham. Yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah, do. That's right. You couldn't be picking mangoes no. from the tree <laughs> no. in the local parks, shall we say. So this first song is really suggesting that all these incoming migrants need to band together a bit more to look after themselves and their families. And it's got a really groovy little change up in the middle. I quite like it. talk about their Rastafarianism a bit later on. It's uh, it always sticks in my craw, actually, but never mind. Um, yeah, it does. Yeah. I'm an equal... Look, if religion's bullshit, it's bullshit. I don't pick favourites. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm with you as far as being an enthusiastic atheist goes. Yeah. Any knowledge I have of the, of the Bible is probably from listening to Jamaican music where there's great wadges of the Old Testament <laughs> being quoted in uh, lyrics and so on. That'll be coming you. up, don't you worry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, bad man. Bad man, what do we got? It's a sort of... Um, your classic, no matter how hard you are, I'm harder than you sort of tune. Mm. But with an added undercurrent of, you know, I survived being brought here, the child of slaves. Don't test me or you'll need first aid. It's got that sort of vibe to it. A bit Muhammad Ali y. Yeah. Come on. 
like that sly creeping progression. It's not your standard two chord reggae affair where it's all just about the groove, but they do groove. They do. Yeah, yeah. They've got sort of subtle, sort of jazz inflected undercurrents on some of these tunes, eh? And, and, and strange use of acoustic guitar on some of them in a way that you wouldn't have heard much on you know, Jamaican reggae recorded around the same time. Yeah, true. And there's a big acoustic guitar feature later on in the album we'll hear as well, which is, uh, it really does stick out. Yeah, yeah. I went to the next tune, Soldiers, and the first thing I thought was, oh, look, play it in a different key. Because it sounds so much like the previous one because it's in the same key. I'd have to take your word for that as a musically trained individual. No, it's just um, having ears. Yeah, yeah, there is that as well. It's it's a sort of slower one-drop sort of rhythm to it, though, eh? Mm. And it stretches out into this sort of sparse, dubby kind of coda, which sets it apart, I suppose. Your bits of acoustic guitar threaded through the, the mix of it. It seems to be about soldiers coming to take slaves to the new world. But I read one review of it, and some dude was saying there's lots of references to Mussolini's invasion of Ethiopia. Oh. Although it never says so in so many words. It begins with David Hind's character shouting out, Dutali, Dutali. And when you see the lyrics written down, there's various reggae fiends you find on forums trying to ask each other what that even means, where the word comes from, but... God. Well, you're up, one up on me anyway, because I can't understand anything that they're saying. <laughs> okay, no worries. Well, that makes life simpler. <laughs> I'm here to listen to the words. Yeah. You're here to talk about mm. the cool progression. Yeah, you know, and regarding... Winning team. Aren't we just? And regarding soldiers, which, uh, here we go with it, um, the songs do go somewhere on some pretty interesting areas too. I think it's... Uh, it's yeah, I like that.
from the debut album from Steel Pulse reggae outfit from Birmingham where so many great reggae outfits come from UB40 <laughs> oh god they're on their way down here which UB40 oh the one with uh, Ali Campbell singing oh. not the one with his two brothers in it I talked to him yesterday on the phone actually for a newspaper story oh, didn't you and, uh, and asked him about that and he doesn't call the other band UB40 he calls them the dark side Oh, good God. <laughs> <laughs> Which was excellent. Uh, I was saying, it's very touchy, buggers, you know, bearing the hatchet, because it must be pretty grim around the Christmas tree at the at the Campbell household these days. And he went, nah, that, that relationship's knackered with the two brothers. You know? Wow. Yeah. Well, they should just divvy it up and call themselves UB20 and UB20. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Yeah. The, the, the great thing with those dudes is, since they split into two bands, is they were both booked to play on the same day in Dubai a while back. The same day to UB40. The same day, I David. I reckon that's hilarious. It is. <laughs> but yeah, another Birmingham band. And again, like when I talked to him, he said, yeah, that lots of areas around Birmingham, huge migrant population, like the Ali Campbell guy remembered as well, growing up, peering through the knees of people at sound system dances yeah. when he was a little kid. Nice. You know, so this is the music that you're sort of hearing in your neighbourhood and growing up on. We'll take a break and come back with more from Steel Pulse's debut album, Handsworth Revolution. Life, the universe, and everything in between. Graham Hill's Weekend Variety Wireless on Radio Live. Handsworth Revolutions, the debut album by Steel Pulse. What did they go on to do, Mr. Reggae Expert? A bunch of albums came out for years, but the first one is the only one I know, really, apart from a couple of scattered singles. I think because of its association maybe with punk bands of the day, you'd often find it when you'd be at somebody's house flicking through their records in between punk records of the era. Mm. You know, they often played together at rock against racism gigs and things that were going on around the around the country yep. in the late 70s. I arrived over there in the early 80s in the UK and, you know, lots of people had this first record and bugger all people seemed to have subsequent ones. Right. You know, so this was the one that was was the most famous and it was reissued, appended with a few extra tracks and things this year because of the 40th anniversary and there were big, long, affectionate tributes written by people who grew up on it. Big deal record of the day. They've released a new album in 2018 called Mass Manipulation. Still making a ruckus. The next tune on the record actually talks about the sound system, dance hall, you know, reggae music in general being a source of comfort and spiritual and cultural rejuvenation, which I guess is why they're still hauling their ass around the place playing these tunes and others, Mm. but also um, to make some dosh, of course. But the main thing that struck me with this next tune is that, that the main riff, when it kicks off, is really reminiscent of Bob Marley's Natural Mystic. Could be them covering the same tune. Right. Then it drift off somewhere else. There's lots and lots of love for Jar and I and I, isn't there? 
Yeah, why not? Because it's rubbish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but if I was to um, have to agree with the lyric of every pop song I ever liked... Oh, yeah, it'd, sure, yeah, sure. It'd be, a, it'd be a puny record collection around here. Yeah, yeah, you're dead right. Okay, here it is. Sound check. Anything should mash up my head, Play the music you can't talking about um, Bob Marley and mm. similarities to Bob. Uh, the Whalers chose Steel Pulse as their support act in the same year this record came out, 1978. So oh. subsequent, subsequent to this record coming out, the Whalers and Steel Pulse toured together across the UK and then into right across into Europe and played a lot of dates. And David Hines, I found one interview where he's talking about how they learned a lot of discipline being on that tour about how hard the whalers rehearsed and what their execution was like on stage and how to stay centered and focused when you're touring and you're knackered and you know all that kind of stuff what a early inspiration it was because they were young dudes some of which had you know really high level musical skills to begin with and some of which had just not long learned to play their instruments so it was just a big deal suddenly being off on tour with one of the biggest rising bands in the world at the time. Yeah. All right, here we go. The Old Testament, it's a, it's a favourite piece of subject matter for the Rastafarian exposition, isn't it? It is, definitely. 
black kings of various, uh, you know, African states, like, you know, Haile Selassie, who was the first black ruler of an African nation, all these things sort of woven in together into some sort of religious mm. and cultural stew that was probably deeply appealing if you were a um, oppressed black immigrant at the time, shivering away in some... Birmingham flat. Yeah, true. Although I think much too much is assumed. Has anyone asked the Ethiopians? You know, there's all this idea about Pan-Africanism or, or going back to Africa as some great ideal. They tried that in Liberia and the locals weren't very happy at all. No. Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine uh, folk in Ethiopia would be that chuffed to have yeah, you know, half, half, of, half of Jamaica rock up on their doorstep. No. It's kind of like, uh, I hate to word, use the word, but it is a romantic ideal part of um, identity and consciousness sort of thing, isn't it? Well, the idea that your direct ancestors in living memory of these folk had been taken forcibly from Africa in slave ships and stuff. But nowhere near Ethiopia. No. Ethiopia became a sort of promised land because it was thought that having the black leader would mean people would be kindly disposed towards descendants of African slaves coming back there. And also, um, Haile Selassie was interested in Jamaica and he went there on a state visit early on. There's a whole raft of songs about people seeing him getting off the plane as if he was a sort of deity descending from heaven and so on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The same as the Pope, really, isn't it? Or maybe you could ramp that up a bit. (laughs) Yes. The next tune on here, Prodigal Son, is your classic Rasta repatriation tune. Yeah. You know, a whole lot of biblical stuff, Sodom and Gomorrah and so on, drifting through stories about the Prodigal Son returning to where they came from in the first place. Yeah, yeah.
prodigal son, a bit of Old Testament, and pining for Africa, basically. Okay, let's hit the Ku Klux Klan, which they mispronounce, but I don't mind. No, they do, you're right. But it's it's interesting in that it puts white racist violence of British skinheads and others, you know, of the day into a sort of wider context of anti-black racist violence going back to America's Ku Klux Klan, you know, murdering, lynching, raping, cowards sort of hiding behind hoods and so on. I remember when this was something of an anthem in the UK and got massive cheers at things like the Rock Against Racism gigs where they play. Big song for them. Came out not just on this record, but on a sort of extended 12-inch as well. We're looking at the debut album from Steel Pulse called Handsworth Revolution. That's right. Handsworth Revolution. I wonder what Handsworth's like now. I get if I know. All right. If you're on the move, the simplest way to find your local Radio Live frequency is to text us. For the South Island, text SOUTH to 3920. For the North Island, text NORTH to 3920. Radio Live. Available wherever you are. Standard SMS charges apply. It's a multicultural world, but the basic language of business is the same the world over. If you do business all over the world, how do you make sure your brand says the same thing? Don't let it get lost in translation. Whether it's Chinese, Japanese, Korean or Kiwi, Land Creative's multicultural team specialise in digital and design branding solutions for a multicultural world. Land Creative. Auckland, New York, Beijing. Landcreative.co.nz Always read the label and take as directed. At this time of year, people often have sleep struggles. It's time to add a little sleep luxury into our lives. Divine Sleep Aromatherapy Sprays 
magnesium bath salts and 100% mulberry silk eye masks. They sound like heaven, don't they? This month at All Health 2000s and Good Pharmacies, buy a Sleep Drops Menopause and get a beautiful 100% silk eye mask free. Thanks, Sleep Drops. Sleepdrops.co.nz Experience the culture, the landscapes, the adventure. Discover the beauty of New Caledonia with Air Kalan. Less than three hours from Auckland, fly Air Kalan and be transported to a Pacific Island paradise with a unique blend of French and Melanesian culture. From white sand beaches to the world's largest lagoons to amazing local cuisine. In New Caledonia, you don't need to go far to feel far away. Book your escape with Air Kalan. Visit aircalan.com today. This weekend at New World, enjoy specially selected deals with our weekend dollar days. Steinlager Classic is only $21 for a 15-pack. Plus, find heaps more massive savings store-wide this Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Size limits and exclusions may apply. Picking up prescription medicine can be a pain. Zoom Pharmacy sends your medicine direct and organises repeats before you run out. Text Zoom to 4040 or get your GP or patient portal to Zoom your next prescription. First delivery free. Prescription fees apply. Auckland. 100.6 FM. Radio Live. This is the Weekend Variety Wireless on Radio Live. Steel Pulse, band from Birmingham. Cracking name for a band. Good friends of the Marleys. Not the spouting company, but the reggae outfit. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Influenced early on by touring with Bob Marley, but also this album in general, funded partially because of the success of Bob Marley, along with so many others. And then another generation of reggae acts coming up the back straights behind us, like Aswad and others. It's interesting for them, I think, trying different things that wouldn't necessarily get the thumbs up in a Jamaican recording studio in the late 70s. Yeah. Which you particularly notice in the next song, which is called Prediction. Again, it starts with natural mystic sounding Bob Marley intro. Mm. And then these strange sort of like water droplety sounds that might be castanets. Yeah. I guess I know what yeah, they are. Something yeah. kind of clicks away. And then some geezer starts running acoustic guitar, little filigree lines through it that sound vaguely flamenco. Oh, hey, God, it's, yes, yeah, no, it's strange. freaking Olay is what they should be saying. <laughs> yeah. Where's my gets, bull? It all gets a bit buddy Spanish. Yeah. But um, laid over all this Espanol palaver, the name checks, are, you know, of various black repatriation heroes of the day like Marcus Garvey who was the Jamaican dude who set up the Black Star Liner to take people back to Africa. Paul Bogle he was a Baptist deacon in Jamaica and it became a national hero. He was hanged in 1865 after he organised the protest march about oppression over back in Jamaica and the authorities killed 500 civilians. He was rounded up as one of the ringleaders alongside William Gordon, who was a Jamaican politician, who also gets name-checked in this song and was, was hanged alongside Paul Bogle. And like such a hero that there's a famous dancehall reggae beat called The Bogle and a dance called The Bogle. Oh! <laughs> like Murder, She Wrote, and those songs were that dun 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 sort of rhythms. Um, mm-hmm. People dance the dance called The Bogle to those, named after this cat. Ah. So, so these characters get um, get name checked over the top of something that sounds like uh, a, a couple of galleons have collided midway between uh, 
the West Indies and Spain. Yeah, I think it's really quite nice melodically and clever. The middle eight turns into the rest of the song, which I think is a neat idea that doesn't usually happen in reggae. Rather than dropping back into what yeah. was happening before. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
Testament stuff again um, amongst a whole lot of other um, black consciousness things. All right, we've got to take our last break. We'll be back and make a spliff, so they say. Yeah. All right, okay. The most interesting radio show on planet Earth. The Weekend Variety Wireless. On Radio Live. Maka Spliff, what on earth could this be about from the debut album from Steel Pulse, Handsworth Revolution? Seems to be an uh, enthusiastic endorsement of the healing powers of pot. Strictly for medical purposes, of course. Yeah, clearly half the band was suffering from glaucoma and back injuries and such. The interesting thing about this song, I reckon, is did you ever stumble across in 1978, the same year, Virgin Records put out a compilation album called Live at the Electric Circus. No. Which was a ripper. And on it were songs by Joy Division, Buzzcocks, John Cooper Clark, oh. The Fall, oh. and this song. Oh. Macca Spliff was on there at Steel Pulse. I think it's the only reggae thing on there amidst these other more raucous and sort of angular spiky characters. Far out. Yeah, I've got a copy of it knocking around here somewhere. So it was basically a sampler of Virgin Records just whacking these things out. It was like that virginity sampler, if you remember that one that came out. Big in New Zealand. That also had a whole side that had, I think there's a Steel Pulse song on there and it's sort of Aswad song in amongst all these other things that were far more from the punk direction. And then alongside that, people like Tangerine Dream, bits of sort of Krautrocky stuff that had also signed to Virgin, and they just oh. podged them all in there together, which is kind of admirable and great, I reckon. I love yeah, that. it was a time when some of those compilations became hugely famous, or at least influential. Oh, you go yeah. back a little that bit. Summer was a ripper from yeah. that time. Yeah. That was just gem tracks from beginning to end, virtually. Let's go out with Mecca Spliff. Somebody's calling the studio at the beginning of the recording. They've they pressed record play and then someone bloody rang. Good grief, really. Yeah. That's not flash. No. They didn't answer it. Just, oh well, just as well they hung up. I like the fact it's got a nice long intro and then really um, rips into it. So, good, good one. Come with. We'll talk again shortly. Another album turning 40. This week it's been Steel Pulse's Handsworth Revolution. Thanks, Grant. Okay, mate.
Don't forget, we've got an archive for all of these albums turning 40, and they're proving kind of popular, some more than others, for obvious reasons. Next week should be a cracker because... Oh, sort of a landmark, I think. Sex Pistols all went to hell in a handbasket. Who would have seen that coming? Everybody. God, Sid Vicious was a stupid idiot. Anyway, next week we're looking at Public Image, their first album, 1978. What a groovy thing, or at least some of the tunes were. I think there's a hell of a drop-off between the title track and the rest of them. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do.